Thanks for joining me this week. Uh, you're listening to Sandoval Bench Podcast. Uh, so a lot has happened since we last spoke. Uh, the World Series was over. It happened. Uh, the Dodgers won. Uh, they came back from Game 7 in the NLCS. Uh, beat the Braves, who I had winning. And they beat... Who did they play? They played the Tampa Bay Rays, and they beat the Rays. Uh, so that's over. Um, I'm most happy for uh, Clayton Kershaw. Not a huge fan of the rest of the team there, but uh, Mookie Betts played really well in that series too. Uh, but, you know, I think it just came down to L.A. having those those type of players that they have. They have that, that star caliber players, and they finally came through for them. Um, but it's kind of weird that they, they needed Mookie Betts after they had all these other all-stars and this great roster. But, you know, if they lost that series, I think it was going to be uh, Dave Roberts who uh, who was going to lose his job there. And then uh, the NBA Finals, uh, Los Angeles Lakers won. Um, so L.A. is the city of champions uh, for baseball in the NBA. Uh, we'll see what the Rams do. And, you know, the Chargers aren't doing anything this year. But, uh, yeah, you know, good series. For the finals, you know, not as good as it should have been. You know, the Miami Heat, uh, they had a lot of injuries. Uh, Bam Adebayo was injured. Goran Dragic was injured. You know, Jimmy Butler was just kind of putting the whole team on his on his back there. Uh, he, you know, he had some good games, but then you know, LeBron was shutting him down here and there uh, when he was playing full when he's picking him up full court. You know, I I had initially picked uh, the Miami Heat to win just. Based off of coaching, I think Eric Spolstra is a great coach. Um, and, you know, I felt like team chemistry uh, was going to prevail there. But, um, you know, it's it's usually stupid to bet against LeBron. And then especially this time he has uh, arguably one of his best teammates he's ever had in Anthony Davis. And, you know, they just they just dominated. But then, there was you know, Anthony Davis looked like he was going to get injured or something there. Um, so then LeBron ended up, uh, he closed out the series. Um, but you know, in the, the off season now, since the uh, the NBA actually just voted, the players have voted to start on the twenty second, I believe, of December. Um, so free agency uh, starting this week. The NBA draft is this Wednesday. Um, the NBA just opened this uh, today. They opened for trades, and you know, so a couple trades have already uh, occurred. Uh, CP three got traded to. The Phoenix Suns from Oklahoma City, which is a great trade. I love that trade. You know, he was talking about wanting to go. Uh, well, he wants to, he wants to win a championship. You know, I liked him there at OKC and what he did for that organization. That one year brought him to a five seed. You know, they were uh, severely undermatched. You know, all season long, but brought him to a five seed. They were in the bubble. Um, you know, they played well, and he was he was a leader on the floor. He helped develop those young guys. But uh, the Thunder. They're just collecting picks, and you know they have draft capital now. Um, they ended up getting Kelly Oubre, Ricky Rubio, and Ty Jerome and Jalen Lacuque. I don't even know who that guy is. And a 2022 first round pick. Um, and you know, based on that, if you look at what OKC has over the next few drafts, let's see. So they have. First round picks all the way through 2026. This year they have the 25th pick and the 28th pick. 2021, they own their first, and then they have Miami's first pick, and then they swapped picks. 2022, 
They have three picks, 2023, three more picks, 2024, three more picks, 2025, they got one pick, 2026, three picks. They have so many first-round picks because, you know, it's a small market. Sam Presti, the GM there, has done a great job of, they've, you know, he's drafted well. He had Westbrook, uh, KD, and Harden, and Ibaka, he had that team, and then uh, famously traded James Harden because he didn't want to uh, get into the luxury tax. Uh, but now they're they're compiling picks. They got a lot in return for uh, for guys like Paul George, Russell Westbrook, and then even Harden when he did that trade. Uh, so we'll see how how that works out for them. You know they gotta they gotta pick the right guys, gotta get the right coaches and things like that. Uh, but CP3 goes to a, a Phoenix team. You know they kind of lacked um, that leadership. You know they're they've been young, up and coming for a while. Now you got DeAndre Ayton out of. Arizona is in his second year. No one really talks about him, but that guy's a double-double a night. Um, and, you know, uh, him and Chris Paul are going to be great uh, together in pick and roll. Um, you know, they're coached by Monty Williams, who has a relationship with Chris Paul uh, back when he was with the Hornets. And uh, Devin Booker, uh, he's going to he's gonna benefit the most, I think, from having Chris Paul there as well as DeAndre Ayton. I, you know, I think they were kind of – they needed – some kind of veteran leadership, someone to kind of show them how to how to go to the playoffs and stuff because this team hasn't been to the playoffs. Um, and, you know, they, they were undefeated in the bubble. Um, so, you know, I think this puts them in the playoffs this year. And I, I think they can definitely get up to the 5-6 seed there um, in the West. Um, OKC is obviously rebuilding. You know, they got a new coach. They got a lot of, a lot of different uh, moving parts there. Um, so we'll see how that goes, uh, but that's a win for for Chris Paul and the Suns, and I think I think Oklahoma City Thunder too. They that's a win win for everyone. They got their first, they got another first round pick, so um, that'll pay off for for both teams, I think. Um, and then uh, Dennis Schroeder from Oklahoma City, they traded him to to the Lakers, uh, and the you know the Lakers get another guard because uh, they're expected to lose Rajon Rondo in free agency. Um, you know, teams that are interested in Rajon Rondo are, uh, the Clippers and, um, actually the Boston Celtics might want to get him back too. So, uh, he has a lot of teams contacting him, trying to get him to sign there. Uh, but we'll see. I think, I think there was another team there too. I forget. But, um, yeah, I think he'd be a good fit with the Clippers actually, because the Clippers kind of, they just kind of lacked that leadership again, you know, because uh, Kawhi Leonard, he's not super outspoken. He's just, he kind of, he takes games off and stuff, you know, when he's being load managed and stuff or, or taking a break, whatever it is. They don't have someone who's vocal like that, you know, like Rondo is. And Rondo, he, he's good for, for young guys developing and things like that. But Clippers are a veteran team. They need players that are going to win now and, you know, just fit in the system and and just get it done because they had high expectations you know high expectations and now that uh doc rivers is out he's at um he's in philly now and then they promoted tyron Lou with the clippers and the rockets actually wanted to hi hire tyron Lou, and so did james harden and russell westbrook um, they ended up hiring steven silas and since that happened uh, Russell Westbrook and James Harden have not been answering calls for management or ownership. And there's been a lot of drama there with those two. There's always some drama. Um, 
And then Russell Westbrook demanded a trade just yesterday or a couple days ago. So now he wants out. And then apparently they had felt uneasy about the team's direction and all this. And then Daryl Morey, uh, the GM there, he went to Philadelphia. He resigned, actually. I think it was due to that China tweet there uh, that he had. So then now what, um, Harden said that he was fully committed. He's locked in for the year. But come on, I, that's bullshit because, you know, he's he's 30 years old now. He only has so many years left in his prime. He wants to get a championship. I'm sure everyone does. But he's... You know, he, he's got to get out of there, right? If they get rid of, rid of uh, Westbrook, you know, if Houston's not able to trade for another another uh, all-star caliber player. So now Harden has also demanded a trade, and apparently his only two destinations, one of them is Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Nets. He wants to uh, team up with Kyrie Irving there and then Kevin Durant and then also Philadelphia, which is... Pretty interesting to me. Um, Daryl Morey's over there now. You got Doc Rivers, and then you got um, you got Embiid and Simmons. So if I'm the Rockets, who do you trade? Who do you trade uh, to get James Harden? Do you trade Ben Simmons or do you trade Joel Embiid? I would trade. I would trade uh, Ben Simmons if I'm the Sixers, but if I'm the Rockets, I want Joel Embiid. He's the better player. Um, and I, but I don't know how that would even how they even match up well though you know because you have Harden wants to just play fast up and down wants to shoot the ball a lot and you know Embiid he probably wants to shoot too but you know he's got to get in the post some more right and the problem with uh, with Embiid and Ben Simmons is Ben Simmons he's not a good shooter you know and so that it it's easy to defend them you know what they're gonna do but um, I think. That pairing between Simmons and Harden is pretty interesting. If you move Simmons to the post, move him out of that point guard position, and then just let Harden do his thing, and let Simmons just focus down low, and and facilitate and play defense, and don't really, you know, make him force him to uh, to shoot outside shots since he's such a, a poor shooter from the outside. So that could be interesting. Um, I don't know if that makes him better, makes him interesting, but. Um, you know, maybe must watch a little bit more. Now, as far as Harden to the Nets, this one, that is just a, it's just an accident way to happen because you, you have Kyrie Irving, who's a flat earther. So that's his first problem. He thinks the earth is flat. And he's just like, he's just always disgruntled. He's just, he's always got a bad attitude. There's always something going on with Kyrie Irving, right? And then apparently he's his buddy-buddy with Kevin Durant, who also has something going on with him. He's Mr. Sensitive all the time. He's always just in his feelings. He's on Twitter all the time. Like, I think that team already by itself with Steve Nash coaching, and then you got um, the assistant coach, Mike D'Antoni. That team is just bound to just explode. And then they also hired Amari Stoudemire, uh, Stoudemire as a coach too. I, I just don't see them see that working out as well as people think just because of the two superstars they got to hold each other accountable you know Kyrie Irving he doesn't hold himself accountable and then and then on, he does he's not a passer man I know everyone wants to say he averaged six and a half seven assists a game like okay man like he just he doesn't pass at the right time he's just dribbles a lot a lot of isolation there right and see I don't think Kevin Durant's a problem there though it's it's definitely Kyrie but then them two together is a problem if you know, KD was okay with with Steph and Clay and them, but you know, until Draymond got in his shit. 
But then you add Harden with uh, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. That's another player who doesn't like... He's just all isolation. Just likes to dribble, then shoot, takes a stupid step back, and then like, that's all he likes to do. So then if you're going to have three players like that who don't really want to pass or share the ball, and if they don't have a system like the Golden State Warriors did where they're, they're going off ball, setting screens, moving around, if they're not doing that, then it's not going to work. It's just going to be... Just isolation basketball. Oh, your turn, your turn, your turn. You know, so you gotta have, you gotta have a system in place where they're moving around. And I, I you know, I don't know how Steve Nash is gonna be as a coach. Maybe uh, D'Antoni will, you know, will have more of a say in that situation. I don't know if that's even he wanted to do small ball and stuff. Maybe he'll put Kevin Durant at the five. I have no idea. But um, there's a lot, there's a lot of uh, rumors that uh, James Harden prefers to go there and then um Kevin Durant is recruiting Serge Ibaka a little blast from the past they just need to get rid of Irving bring back Westbrook and then you'll have the the old OKC band together um so you know we'll see those are the two teams he wants to get traded to um I personally don't see it happening maybe he'll, he'll just force his way out and just like he'll, he'll refuse to play uh but Houston needs to get a lot in return they have to get like four four first-round picks or something, and, like, almost anyone else on the bench besides Kyrie and, and Kevin Durant to make that trade even possible because, uh, you know, you got a talent like James Harden. Um, he's only 30 years old, so he has a few years left at least, five, six years maybe, playing at that elite level. You know, say what you want about his game. He's been very productive. He's made Houston relevant again, and, um, you know, they get to the playoffs. They always have great teams, and then whatever happens in the playoffs, that's what happens. But, you know, he gets them there puts up great numbers they just got to figure it out in the playoffs so the return that they get will probably be pretty big I think I would rather trade with Brooklyn because they have a good uh strong supporting cast and um they get more picks out of them because uh, you know the Philadelphia Sixers are just lost they have no idea what they're doing you know they hired Doc Rivers which was a good hire Daryl Morey's aggressive GM so maybe now they kind of they're kind of trying to figure things out uh but we'll see and then Westbrook uh I've read that the Knicks were interested, uh, but, you know, that's classic Knicks. They want to overpay an aging point guard. Um, but, you know, I I didn't think that Westbrook was a problem in Houston. I just thought it was a style of play, and Harden was also the, the issue with his style of play. He didn't want to really move the ball or share as, as often as um, Westbrook would have liked. Westbrook wanted, he wanted more control of the offense. He wanted to just be the primary ball handler instead of kind of switching off uh, with James Harden, much like uh, Chris Paul did. Um, so maybe New York, he's still explosive and he's still productive. You know, the only thing, the only fault in his game is his shot. And sometimes he's he goes too hardcore when in certain cases he needs to slow down and he's just all gung-ho about everything. He's going at everyone's neck, which I, I love. I, I like about I like that about him. But um, New York, you know, that could, be, that could be a good destination for him, I think, because... They have nothing to really look forward to, and you know it gives them a name, gives people, you know, something to watch in New York. Um, I also heard Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte is owned by uh, the Hornets are owned by Michael Jordan, who is part of, or part of his brand is uh, they signed Russell Westbrook, so he's a Jordan athlete. So that kind of makes sense. Um, other than that, I mean, the Hornets have no idea what they're doing with their roster at all. Um, so I mean, again, much like the New York Knicks situation. It gives the fans, it gives people like, oh, hey, let's watch the Hornets. Let's see what Russell Westbrook does. And just kind of just let him go out there and do his thing. 
with whoever is with him. I don't even know if I can name any players on the on the Hornets. I think they have Terry Rozier, right, and like I don't know who else, like PJ Washington, maybe a Zeller brother. I don't know, uh, but they're not good. They had Kemba for a while, but you know they weren't doing well with him either. So we'll see. And then there was another um, rumored trade that I saw that was pretty interesting to me, but um, I don't know if it makes the Clippers better. But the trade was that because I had mentioned, you know, after the Clippers lost, they they lost their three one lead, that you know Paul George might get traded this off season. Uh, they just got to distance himself from that situation. But uh, this is a, the hypothetical trade that I saw was that the Clippers would trade Paul George to the Houston Rockets for Russell Westbrook and first-round pick and Robert Covington. So you'd have um, Robert Covington and Russell Westbrook going to the Clippers and then Paul George going to the Rockets. I love that trade for Houston because they can get... I think they get better... With that trade, you know, whatever we want to say about Paul George, I do think he's at a at a um, he's a better player at this point in his career than Russell Westbrook is. A good two way player, and then if he's like the number one option there, I think that'll be better for him. But I don't think the Clippers are better with Westbrook instead of Paul George. I think you're better with with Paul George instead of Russell Westbrook because you know he might want to take the game over too much. And, you know, might be too hardcore. I don't know. There might be some locker room issues there with him and, and Montrose Harrell and, uh, and Lou Will. Maybe Patrick Beverly, actually. Yeah, him and Patrick Beverly have a history. So I don't see that one happening. Um, but, you know, Kawhi Leonard has been talking to management about uh, getting another point guard. or And, and I think uh, Chris Paul was part of that discussion. But, you know, he ended up going to Phoenix. Um, so he uh, he had been recruiting Chris Paul to go there. Um, so they're, they are looking for a starting point guard. Um, then that's why they might get Rondo. But I think they need someone someone who they can build with, um, build, build with a little longer because Rondo's kind of nearing the end of his, his career. He's not he's not really good in the in the regular season. You can't really start him in the regular season. Um, he's very productive in the postseason. So it's like he just saves himself, uh, much like Kawhi Leonard. But there's a lot of different uh, trade scenarios that we're going to be hearing in the coming days. Um, a lot of intriguing um, options as well. DeMar DeRozan was rumored to be uh, wanting to be, or not wanting to, but uh, there was some interest on the Lakers' part to trade for DeMar DeRozan, bring him to, to the Lakers. Um, I, I don't like that one at all, though, because there's not enough spacing, I think. Um, you know, I think you could stack the talent all you want, but I think, you know, there's got to be a, a certain way to be able to play together. He notoriously cannot shoot threes, and he's just, he's a mid-range um, shooter, which, I mean, it's not bad, but I don't think it fits well with uh, LeBron and AD. And he did just opt into his $27 million option with San Antonio. And speaking of San Antonio, you have LaMarcus Aldridge. He might get moved, too. Um, There's talk about him going back to Portland. And then there was also something with the Golden State Warriors where they wouldn't trade their number two pick, but they would put a package together to get LaMarcus Aldridge. Now, while I do think LaMarcus Aldridge is soft, I do like that um, that trade for Golden State. Um, I, they do need someone, they do need a big down low, someone like that, or someone like a Kevin Love, who's also been rumored, who can score, who can rebound and facilitate down there. 
neither of them are, are the defenders that they need to be. But if you're not giving up Draymond, if you're just giving up Andrew Wiggins, and then maybe the pick or someone else, um, then you still have Clay, who's a great defender. You still have Draymond. He could get re-energized with his defense. So you don't need Kevin Love or LaMarcus Aldridge to be those defenders. You just need them to be those um, those low post scorers. They can shoot outside, and uh, they can facilitate, too. They're good passers, too. So I thought that was, a, that was pretty interesting. I think the Warriors, like, for sure are getting rid of Andrew Wiggins because he's just, I don't know, he, he puts up numbers, but I, I, he just doesn't have it. I don't think he has it. He just doesn't seem to want it. He's too comfortable with where he's at in his career. He just doesn't have that dog in him, you know. You could tell um, Draymond just, he needs to get on him some more maybe. But um, the Warriors, though, I think this, this coming year, I think they're going to be good. They've had a bunch of time off. Clay Thompson is is um, healed now. He's healthy. Steph Curry's back, you got Draymond back, and we'll see what Wiggins does or what they do with the number two pick. I know they worked out Lonzo Ball. Um, the draft is coming up on Wednesday, um, so I'm not even sure who who they're going to pick. There was talk about Anthony Edwards. Lonzo Ball would be weird. Lonzo Ball is more of a project, I think, and I think most of the players that are in this draft, most of them are kind of projects. They're not ready straight out of the gate. Like last year's draft, like Zion or, or John Morant, or guys like that. Um, so we'll see, you know, in the coming days, um, what more talk happens with that and, and who gets picked. Because um, Minnesota, they have the number one pick, and, and they got to find someone that they can pair with uh, D'Angelo Russell and uh, and Carl Anthony Towns. And, you know, Anthony Edwards looks pretty good uh, out of Georgia. You got Obi Toppin, too, out of Dayton. Had a good year. Um, so... You know, there, there's some good players in the draft, but like I said, I think uh, most of them are project players, and maybe they'll be good, um, you know, two to three years starting caliber players, but I don't think any of them are going to be like, you know, bonafide superstars like right away, you know, uh, which is, you know, but that's a, a normal thing for every draft, but last year was um, was different. Uh, this is breaking news too. Uh, James Harden turned down an extension that would give him $50 million per year. So he's definitely done with Houston. He hasn't had any um, meaningful dialogue with uh, front office or management um, besides declining the $50 million a year and then also uh, asking for a trade. But the Nets and the Rockets also haven't even had conversations really about about a trade. So I don't, I don't see that one happening unless something crazy happens and, and Brooklyn offers multiple first round picks for the next five years or something, but I'm not sure if they'll do that. Um, cause I don't, I don't have the specifics on the contract for, um, for Kyrie or, or Kevin Durant, if they signed five years or not. Cause if they have, if they have that longer window, Brooklyn, if they have five years with each of those guys, then I think they, they should offer those picks and then just, you know, sign some, um, some end of rotation guys that you can bring in and hopefully put together a championship roster. But, uh, James Harden seems focused on uh, a trade to the Nets. Um, let's see, but man, that would that would be such a catastrophe, though. Imagine that everyone would just be talking about Brooklyn Nets all year long and how how they're gonna have all these expectations, and then you're just gonna have Kyrie just have he's just gonna throw fit. Him and Harden are gonna get into an argument. It's not gonna pass the ball, and then Katie's gonna tweet something out, and then he's gonna just miss Steph Curry so bad. And he's gonna miss Clay, 
and he's gonna miss Draymond yelling at him. He's gonna miss Steve Kerr too, and he's gonna he's gonna realize that he's not gonna be able to win without those guys unless he gets uh, he he can't have Kyrie though. I think he can maybe he can win with Harden if he takes a back seat, but I think it's just when you get all three of those guys together, it's a mess. But like each of them individually, like okay, maybe except Kyrie because he. He was individually on uh, on Boston, and he just he, he messed that team's chemistry up, and they they were just horrible when he was on that team. Uh, let's see what else we have. Uh, so NFL has been exciting. Yesterday, um, the Cardinals and and the Bills ended on a a hail mary fifty yard pass from Kyler Murray to DeAndre Hopkins. I told you earlier on an earlier episode. Watch uh, Kyler Murray there for the Cardinals. If he wins eleven twelve games, wins the division. Um, I think, I think he could be the MVP, uh, you know, because the Seahawks and Russell Wilson, he's been struggling the last couple, couple weeks there, but people have been forgetting about, uh, Patrick Mahomes. He only has one interception on the season, so he can still obviously win, uh, win the MVP. Uh, some other storylines here. Antonio Brown is, uh, back in the NFL, signed with the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because Tom Brady was just begging to have him there. Um, that's the only team that seemed super interested. I know the Packers were interested, but I didn't see them bringing him in a guy like that. Uh, but he's on a short leash and, you know, he still looks quick and still looks like he's in shape. But I think as, as, uh, the season progresses, he can, uh, see him being a little bit more productive. But now Tom Brady has all the weapons that he needs. Uh, right now they're at seven and three, uh, but they're, they're still not, not able to beat the Saints. The Saints have swept them this season. Uh, they have the second seed in the NFC. Uh, Drew Brees went down, though. Uh, he had an injury. He's going to be out for a few weeks. So I think Jameis Winston is going to be back in the starting lineup. Uh, it'll be interesting to see him with uh, Sean Payton and Alan Kamara and Michael Thomas. Um, and then uh, back to the NFC West there. Uh, minus the 49ers with all his injuries. Injuries to Jimmy Garoppolo and, and Bosa. They're basically their entire team. That has been the most competitive uh, division. You have a three-way tie. The Seahawks are six and three. The Rams six and three, and also the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals own the the tiebreaker right now. Uh, but with this season, the expanded playoffs, I think you're going to have all three of those teams um, in the in the playoffs is in from one division because uh, the next team out is the Bears at five and four. But come on, the, the Bears are not going to make it. Um, and then. Let's see. Yeah, and then the Rams, they're they're playing a lot better too. But uh, the Seahawks, they have no defense. I know I, I said that I could see them coming out of the NFC. Uh, but, you know, it really changes from week to week. Because, you know, one week you have you have the Seahawks who are playing really well. And then, you know, now their defense is it's just allowing a lot. And then the, the Buccaneers are kind of up and down. They got swept by the Saints and they, they got blown out at home. Uh, but, you know, still they're 7-3 and three, and I think... Once you get everyone integrated in that offense, I think they'll be fine because there was no off-season workouts or anything like that. I mean, there was, it was Tom Brady at the park breaking rules, but other than that, they didn't have any um, team-organized practices or anything. And then the Saints were quietly winning because they were struggling in the beginning. Now they're 7-2. and two. They're, at the, they're the number two seed. So, I mean, they can. I think it all just depends on um, Drew Brees, and they've won six straight now. And Alvin Kamara has been... He's in the MVP conversation, but I don't think he'll win because he's um, a running back. And then the Packers are still at 7-2, but I don't think anyone truly believes in the Packers um, after last season. 
where they were 13-3 and three and just got blown out. Um, and then, well, you have the Eagles in the um, NFC East at 3-5-1, and one, and they'll make the playoffs probably under 500. It's either them or the Giants. The Giants are 3-7, and seven, so they're squarely in second place. Um, so a lot of season left there. And then uh, back on the 49ers, there was a rumor that um, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be done after the season because if they let him go, then it's only going to there's only going to be five five million dollars I think in dead cap money on his contract, and then that they would want to trade for Matt Ryan, who I think is is he like 37 now? He's getting up there in age, but. Man, I think I would rather have um, Matt Ryan than Jimmy Garoppolo because, you know, we saw what Matt Ryan did with um, Kyle Shanahan in that offense when they went to the Super Bowl. He had an MVP season, and if he can replicate that in San Francisco where they have a better defense and he has a lot of weapons. He doesn't have Julio Jones, but he has a lot of weapons there, and uh, Kyle Shanahan could get creative there. So that would be interesting to see in the offseason. But I do think uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is done being the 49ers quarterback next season and then the AFC uh, the Steelers have been they're they've been having a great year they're nine to no Big Ben is having a comeback year but uh, you know their schedule has been kind of easy they did beat the Ravens um, they did beat the Titans so that you know they've had some some good wins there but I think overall they had a, a pretty light schedule but you know nine no is nine to no and their defense is a lot better and you know their offense um, their offensive weapons are are doing better too because of uh, Big Ben and last year you know he was injured so they had uh, just a, a carousel of QBs back there but uh, Chiefs are still there at eight and one and you know no one has been talking about them much so but they're still there and it's, I think they're still the favorites they have to be the favorites to repeat uh, as champions this year and then the Bills uh, the three seed is seven and three uh, Josh Allen could be I think he's in the MVP conversation as well. Uh, but like I said, that changes week to week, and their defense is pretty good. Uh, and then the Colts are the fourth seed right now at six and three. They have the best defense in the NFL, I think. And Philip Rivers, he's just been okay, but I think that team just needed an average quarterback uh, to be able to get them above five hundred and get them into the playoffs. Um, and then the Raiders, six and three, um, they're going to win that division because uh, the Broncos are terrible and the Chargers are terrible. And all the other teams are terrible. Um, but let's see, I think... Oh, wait, no. Sorry. They're not going to win the division. I, as I just mentioned, the Chiefs are in the same division. My bad. Um, and then the Dolphins are 6-3. and three. They, uh, they they benched Ryan Fitzpatrick and brought in Tua. And since they brought in Tua, they've been 3-0. Uh, and o. Um, So they're 6-3 right now and look like they're going to make the playoffs. So... If they keep on winning, we'll see how that goes. But uh, then the Ravens are the seven seed, six and three. I'm a little concerned about the Ravens because you know they started off hot and you know uh, Lamar Jackson won the MVP. They're fourteen two. Then they go to the playoffs and had a bad year or had a bad game in the playoffs. But it seems like teams have figured out how to how to stop Lamar Jackson. You know they just lost against the Patriots who have been terrible this season and the Patriots are four and five like Cam Newton did throw a touchdown pass for for two weeks you know and you know the Ravens have no business losing to the Patriots especially right now with no Tom Brady uh but Lamar Jackson was on was he on Rich Eisen's show he was on someone's show but he said that uh 
you know, when he's at the line of scrimmage, right before he's about to call a play out, someone yells out what they're about to do. So people have figured out how how to to play him and, you know, they just want to let him run or let him throw. Like, they, they just don't care. They, they know how to shut him down because he, when he drops back to pass, he just stares down the receiver, like, on a play, whatever receiver is supposed to get the ball. He just stares down that one receiver, doesn't go through his progressions, and, you know, Teams are picking up on that, so they're able to stop them. But they've they've been struggling. They're not as as efficient on offense as they were before. And then outside looking in, you got the Titans at six and three, and the Browns at six and three. The Browns are still above five hundred, but you just you don't you don't get excited about them. And I think their only like solid star player right now is uh, Nick Chubb. You could rely on him every week. He just came back from his injury because uh, you know they lost Odell Beckham for the rest of the year. And, you know, you can tell the team doesn't want to rely on Baker Mayfield too much um, because, you know, he can he get, he can get turnover prone and he's he's just not super reliable um, as people would like him to be. Um, so, you know, they have to rely on their running game with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Uh, Kareem Hunt's been – he's been good too. He's, he's a good uh, weapon outside um, as a receiver. And then the Titans, you know, they, they had a bad loss against the Colts. Uh, their last game, uh, they didn't score any points in the second half. I think the the Colts had scored, they outscored them twenty one to zero in the second half. Uh, Derrick Henry was having a great game or a great season, and so is Ryan Tannehill. And um, they got AJ Brown back from injury. He had he had like five touchdowns in five straight games or something. But um, they laid an egg in this past past game, so um, they they need a they need a little bit more to make the playoffs, but. Um, I think they all end up getting in, and I think the Dolphins will end up missing the playoffs. I think the Ravens will get in. I think the Browns uh, will be out too. And then so you'll have the Steelers, Chiefs, Bills, Colts, um, Titans, and Ravens. And then I guess I guess the Raiders too have there too. But yeah, um, but you know the NFL though they have a, a lot of a lot of good young quarterbacks. You know you have Justin Herbert who was out of Oregon playing for the Chargers. He's been putting up great numbers. They haven't been able to win those close games though. They've been struggling there. Um, and then you have uh, Joe Burrow there in in Cincinnati. He's like he's gonna be really good too once they get um, get a defense around him and and a couple better players there because uh, they they're a depleted roster but. Um, he's going to be good for years to come. But you know who's not good is, uh, what's his name from from Denver, is um, Drew Locke. He had three interceptions his last game, so he's uh, he's been struggling. And then you have Tua. He's 3-0 and since he started. Kyler Murray having a great MVP season. Um, he's He's been amazing this season. And then uh, who else do you have? Daniel Jones from New York. He's... Uh, he needs to stop turning the ball over as much as he has, uh, but there's there's something there. You know, he can he can develop into something better. Um, but I think he's on the right track. He's just gotta overcome those turnovers. And you know, I I was listening to a lot of sports radio, and you know, people were com- uh, comparing Kyler Murray um, to Lamar Jackson, and then they're kind of saying, well, who would you rather have for the next five years? Um, you know, and I think I'd rather have uh, I'd rather have Kyler Murray. You know, because he seems to be a better passer. 
uh, than Lamar Jackson, and he's a he's a very efficient runner. Oh man, he's so fast, and he's got a better arm than Lamar Jackson. And um, I do like Lamar Jackson a lot, but it seems like he's kind of plateaued. I know he's he's still early in his career, but he seems like he's plateaued so far. Um, they got to do a little bit more for him. Uh, to develop that offense and uh, get things going, but I thought that was an interesting, uh, interesting question. It's funny how we we move on to the next thing. It's everything's day to day. The next uh, next player that we're going to be talking about mostly because remember it was Lamar Jackson. It's it's Patrick Mahomes, and then now we're just talking about Kyler Murray. Um, but yeah, that's a quick sports rundown. Um, we'll see if there's any more trades going on. There should be. A lot of stuff happening within the coming days. And then we have the draft on Wednesday. Uh, Monday night's going on right now with the Bears and the Vikings. But those are both teams are both not doing anything. So it doesn't matter. I guess the Vikings, Dalvin Cook, has been having a great year. But they're 3-5. and five, So, I mean, what is it all for, right? Um, and then, let's see. Yep, I think that's about it. Uh, thanks for joining me for this episode. Um, I'll be back when I'll be back. Uh, I've been watching the the Undoing on HBO. Um, I recommend that as Nicole Kidman. It's a it's a very interesting drama, like mystery thriller drama. Um, she's like a therapist, and she's married to uh, to Hugh Grant, who's like a doctor or whatever. But um, someone that they know gets murdered, and they're trying to figure out who killed her, and it's very juicy. So. Check that out. I think it, it's like four episodes deep, um, but it's a mini series on HBO, HBO Max. Um, but yeah, thanks for joining me, guys.